This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 28th, episode 2881. Good morning, horse people. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Hey, I know that you and a bunch of our listeners are going to Land Rover this year in April. Well, they're doing something that they've never done before. Land Rover's going to host an inaugural scavenger hunt. It's sponsored by the Foundation for the Horse, and it's going to be for everybody in attendance, including volunteers. And it's going to take place on the Goose Chase mobile app. Now, I I never use the Goose Chase mobile app, so I don't know exactly what that is. But they're going to feature many great prizes for the scavenger hunt, including a two-horse trailer from Four Star Trailers. What? I love a scavenger hunt. <laughs> what do I have to do? Well, I want to win a trailer. I want to win something at Land Rover. I mean, Rolex, whatever it is called. <laughs> I've never, I want to win something there. Well, it I'm says, not going to win the actual competition, so I want to win something. <laughs> it will feature over 100 individual tasks, each oh, with an assigned point value listed in the Goose Chase app. I'm out. <laughs> the 10 participants collecting the most points will receive an assortment of amazing prizes, including the horse trailer. That's a pretty big prize, by the way. I mean, even as a little tourist trailer is 15 grand now. You will literally spend your entire yes. weekend yes. doing things like you don't walk enough. I mean, I'm not going to like bag it because that sounds awesome. And I'd really love but to. But you know, every teenager between the age of 12 and 16 yeah. is going to be doing this, right? Yeah. It won't be parents doing it. It'll be the teenagers running. And the parents will be so happy because they'll come home really tired to the hotel that night. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, for dressage days, you might be able to get them done because who watches that anyway? A scavenger hunt. So I wonder, I've got to see that. So it's an app called the Goose, Goose Chase. Chase app. And I, I don't, I've never heard of it. So, <laughs> um, Goose Chase app. I don't know. We'll have to look I mean, that like, up. I love stuff like that. I love geocaching. I love scavenger hunts. I love like mystery things that I have to figure out myself, but like seriously, a hundred. Okay, so Goose and I Chase... I usually have Bloody Marys by, like, three, so... <laughs> You'd have to start early. Yeah. Uh, it's called Goose Chase Adventures, the best app for running your own scavenger hunt. Wow! Well, I want well, that's pretty cool. I want to do a scavenger hunt. You could do a scavenger hunt at your farm the next party you have. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it sounds good, though. 
So there you go, everybody going. Uh, there's something to do if you're bored at dressage or, you know, sorry, dressage people. Uh, if you're bored there, you can uh, go out and do find a hundred dish- in, individual tasks. And you know they're going to be all over the place. They're going to be like scattered. <laughs> They'll be like every horse husband is like, uh, dressage or let me help my teenager do a scavenger <laughs> hunt. Let's do that. <laughs> this is a horse husband's dream. It gives you something to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to have a horse husband on later in the week that I think you're all going to want to meet. He's actually offering college co- or it's not a college course. He's offering a course for future horse husbands. Oh, so you saw that? I saved that. Yes, and I, was I contacted, you with and it. he's going to come on and talk about it. So perfect. <laughs> he's, it's an actual course that you can have your prospective horse husband before you get married take the course and see if they pass or not. Ooh, I wonder if Chad would pass. You know, we get jaded after a while, so maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, on today's show, host of Sales and Breeding episode, Kayla Benny joins us to catch us up on her season as a show jumper. She's converted now from eventing. As a show jumper over at the World Equestrian Center. and She likes money. Yeah, exactly. And Jamie gives us a horse training update, and then we have some first world problems, apparently. Uh, the auditors still have problems. So we're going to be doing all of that on today's show. But first, I have, a, I have an extra Daily Winnie for you. Okay. Kayla, who's coming on later in the show... Uh, had a daily Winnie, so she wanted to make sure we played it on today's show. So because uh, you recorded this episode last night without me, yes, you didn't I, even tell me. Yeah, you were at a party, so I didn't want to interrupt that. You know, I was at a seventy-five-year-old man's birthday party. Okay, yeah, you'd have gotten in trouble if you weren't there. So I could have stepped away. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to take this work call. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> And my daily Winnie goes out to Madison Harkins, who is an auditor, and I got to meet her at the World Equestrian Center over the weekend. And it's just so much fun to meet auditors and know that you're not just talking into a microphone, that there are people actually listening. And she was just (laughs) the sweetest person. And I'm so excited uh, to have a new friend. Well, there you go. Well done, Madison. You get your own Daily Winnie today. All right, let's do the rest. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> okay, before I wish these two a happy birthday, two auditors have birthdays today, I want to remind everybody to send your hate mails to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Are there more women now doing the dash name thing? Last name? The two last names with the dash in the middle? I, You know, I don't know if that is a legal thing or just a Facebook thing. Yeah, Because I have my maiden name on my Facebook but personal the, profile But you don't have well. the dash, though, right? I don't. So that's well, why I'm thinking these are, you know, there's more and more. I'm seeing more with the dash, which I assume means that they're actually going by that name. Could be. Way to go, girl. Keep your maiden name. Okay, but... Own it. If your maiden name is harder for me to say than the, your new name, do not keep it. Because that's the problem with these two today, is it's causing me consternation here. So, now Nicole... if Glenn mispronounces your name, it is a badge of honor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I don't approve of this whole keeping your maiden name thing. I'm just saying that, uh, because it just affects me. So, Nicole Mauser-Storer. See, I got the store. I think it's Mauser. Uh, and Jenny Silvasend Brubaker. Sibisend? Sibsend. Sibsend? Sibsend. Brubaker. Uh, See, if you just went with Brubaker, we wouldn't have this problem. I'm just saying. 
But happy birthday to both of you, Nicole and Jenny. Um, she did say in Equestrian First World Problems that she didn't know if it was posted on Facebook or not. And she was um, sad that uh, she said, this is her Equestrian First World Problems, said, today's my birthday. And I want Glenn to script my name on him. But I took my name up <laughs> my birthday off of Facebook. He found you anyway, Jenny. Apparently you're still there because that's where I found you. And did I screw up your name appropriately enough? Of course. Yeah, there you go. We also have a new auditor, Sabrina Penrod. Uh, Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you for becoming an auditor. We appreciate that. And if you want to become an auditor, just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner in the upper right-hand corner. And for as little as $3 a month, you can join the party. And Sabrina, you, you represented everybody for the whole week. We appreciate you doing that. All right, your turn. It's been a it's been a heck of a week for those of us um, probably in the whole middle part of the country. I don't know. I, I don't know where, but here in Oklahoma, it's been awful. The weather has been horrible. It's been free. Like basically, there was snow, and then there was freezing rain, and then there was wind that froze everything. So everywhere you went was an ice skating rink. My arena was an ice skating rink. You, if I would walk down to the barn, instead of walk trudging through the snow, it was sheet of ice. So it's been really tough to get any of the horses to do anything. You can't because the footing is so dangerous, you know, so they've just been out in the pasture walking around making mud. Um, so yesterday I finally was able to work some of the horses and I had um, Alistar's owner, big uncle Dick came over and had her final day of training. He leaves today, but I was long lining Wrangle de gold, who is a horse available for adoption. And I, uh, she got there and I was like, Oh, I was in the middle of long lining. I was like, Oh God, finish later. I put him in the stall, took everything off, uh, took the bridle off and took the lines off, but left the saddle with the, uh, the saddle stirrups attached together. I'm like, I'll be right back. Give me 20, 30 minutes. I come back. So my daily, when he goes to Wintech saddles, because without you, my friends, I would be done. This horse laid down and rolled on both sides in his stall wearing the saddle. Why? Why would you do that? But you know what? I start every horse in my Wintech saddle. And man, what's that commercial? It takes a lick and it keeps on ticking. ticking yeah. <laughs> that is the Wintech saddle. I've had this thing for 20 years. And it is still going strong. We're going to have to talk to Wintech about getting you a new saddle. <laughs> this jerk face, I don't need a new saddle because there's just a roll in it anyway. This jerk face not only laid down in his stall on one side, then it got up and laid down and rolled on the other side. So the magic of the Wintech, I take it out to the cross ties. Again, it's freaking cold. I have to hose the saddle off and I hose it off and it looks like it's it's fine. It's totally fine. They do take a beating. They really do. You know, we say that and people don't believe us, but... Is that a trademarked phrase, takes a lick and then keeps on ticking? Yeah, what was they that? Need to Timex? Put that on their website. Was that Timex or... I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what well, should be Wintex. <laughs> it should be Wintex. They really do last. And I that know, wasn't I a paid it. commercial. That was just Jamie. <laughs> that was just me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, if you'd had a leather saddle, it would have been gorged to death. It would have been, it would have had. Oh, it would be unrideable. Yeah, yeah it's Timex. I just Googled it. Timex, okay. Well, Winter, y'all are going to have to 
uh, take that slogan, see if it's not like trademarked and then put that on your website and I'll send you pictures because I did post pictures of this saddle on my Facebook page. It never does it justice, but he made sure like at least just a giant spot on his neck. He put in a fresh poo. So at least that, that part didn't get on the saddle, but it didn't matter because you just hosted off. <laughs> Good job there, Wrangled the Gold. <laughs> we'll talk more about him in a minute. Good Lord. Hey, one other thing to talk about here, and I want to hear about your horses. So uh, have you heard? We haven't talked about this yet because we were out Friday, but the EHV1 thing going on in California. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's been every day getting updates from the USEF. And what's happening out there? They actually canceled thermal. Now, so here in the East, we've got Wellington going on with the World Equestrian Festival where jumpers are. We've got Ocala, but out in California, they, the big jumpers all go to thermal, which is at the Desert International Horse Park. And they call it thermal because it's in thermal California. So they had a case of EHV, and then they had two, and then they had three, from what I heard through the grapevine is when this all started happening, they quarantined everybody. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of horses at at these shows, like hundreds and hundreds, and many, many barns. So when this all started happening, they actually had to put one horse down. Um, They quarantined all the horses. They they stopped the showing. They quarantined all the horses. One or two, I'm not sure, uh, of the unscrupulous trainers decided to pack their horses up and leave. So they wouldn't get stuck there. And what happened then? A couple of their horses had it, and they spread it around other shows in California, which pissed off the USCF no end. Uh, And everybody else, because it's just causing problems everywhere. It's because these trainers up and left. So, uh, well, first of all, I don't know who those trainers were. That's what I've heard through the grapevine, and I'm just going (laughs) to... Man, you are one pathetic loser. You know, doing that kind of stuff never pays. It always it always comes back at you. But anyway, now Thermal has canceled the rest of the season. Weeks five through eight, they're just canceled. Thermal, it. to get to Thermal, you have to drive through Coachella. So maybe, I think Coachella's in April, these people could just hang out and wait till the Coachella Music Festival. I mean... <laughs> Well, Harry now Piper Styles is going to be there. Piper hopes the Platcast. Her horses were at Thermal. That's where she was showing. Oh no! So she's also got now. the The USCF has come out with very strict protocols. Your horses have to be clean for so many weeks. It's kind of like COVID. Then they have to test, and if they test okay, then they can leave. I think it's like it's a long time. So they're, you know, and they're doing all the protocols now. No, you can't mingle between barns. You have to come in. They have a set schedule where you can go outside and work your horse for a few minutes and bring them back to the stall. And the, no horses can pass each other. It's you know, when it's EHB one, you if you w- go from barn to barn, you have to change your clothes. I mean, and wash up. It's wow. it's that bad. So yeah, so they're dealing with that, and in several spots now in California. There's always seems like there's one of those outbreaks every year, doesn't it? Somewhere, uh, either this, racetrack. This is or, particularly bad, though. I mean, this is um, this is. I mean, to shut down thermal, that's insane. And these are all the. I, I can't imagine sitting there, waiting to see if your horse gets it. You know, like yeah. how heartbreaking that has to be. Yeah, you're right. And then your horse is stuck in a stall. You know, which their horses. I don't, they don't turn out a lot of their horses anyway, but uh, you can't do much with them, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when you're restricted on what you can do at the barn, it's just, it's, it's got to be hard. 
All right. What about you? What's going on with your ponies? Man, I had an experience. Uh, it was on Friday, and it was just one of those one of those things that I just had to share. <clears throat> Dime some people out. I'm not going to say any names, except for the name of the horse. So I got a couple questions because I posted Wrangle to Gold is available for adoption again, and he had been adopted last week. Oh. I was like, great. He got adopted <clears throat> almost instantly. And uh, people came out to get him. And th- these are people that came out and they were here two and a half hours trying him out. And I don't usually let people try the horses here. I take them back to the rescue and they try them there. Uh, but this was, I, I don't know, just happened to be here. And I was like feeling good, feeling nice. So they came over two and a half hours. They were here in the ice storm. <laughs> no, this is right before it happened. Okay. So this was, oh, this was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. And so basically they, they needed to get a hauler to come and get him. But because of the storm, they couldn't get somebody to come out and pick him up. So they basically said, okay, we're going to get the hauler to come uh, in between kind of the storm, right, right, right before the storm. So they come and they've got this, this hauler and I'm in Oklahoma y'all. And some little 12 year old cowboy gets out of his car truck and he's pulling a two horse bumper pull rust bucket quarter horse trailer quarter horse trailer. <laughs> yeah. And this is a 16 one hand thoroughbred who's never been in a two horse trailer. And he pulls up and I was like, Hey, that's too small. No, oh, we get him in. Uh, that trailer is too small. You saw all your training going out the window, didn't you? (laughs) Mind you, Wrangle the Gold loaded up in my trailer just fine to get here. He was hesitant, and then he walked in. So, but yours is the appropriate height. Mine is the appropriate height. Yes, and it's mine is a four horse that I've converted in two box stalls because I have so many rescues that come, and they, you know, they're a little touchier than putting them in partitions, you know. So it's like two box stalls. He loaded in that fine. So. They come out to get him, and they're like, it's okay. And and the, the person adopting the horse, her daughter is a trainer, horse trainer. The uh, guy who is the cowboy that's 12 years old is also a trainer. And then there's me. Well, they can't get him in the trailer. Duh. And so I have a place. I'm like, you. it's a step up, two-horse bumper pull that's like for quarter horses. So I'm like, I guess you can back it up to my arena because my arena is taller and that's where I practice a lot of the trailer loading stuff. So back it up there. And I'm like, you know what? I do this like for a living. Uh, uh, Let me, let me, let me help you. I do it for a living too. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) I go great between the three of us. We should be able to figure this out. Well, the horse puts his front feet in, but he can't fit. And so I'm like, maybe if you take the middle partition and take the middle partition out, he can stand side. I don't come out. I said, yes, it, yes, it, well, you can undo it right here. And I pulled the thing out, pulled the bar and slide the thing over. And he's like, oh, I didn't know it did that. What? Oh <laughs> he's God. a horse trainer. Every trainer does. <laughs> so I try with the dually halter a couple times and I'm like, you know, know what? I don't know how you do this on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mind you, at two and a half hours, now we're at another hour and I'm trying to help them. And finally, um, I'm like, all right. This trailer's too small for this horse, and he's not going to go in it. We can get him in. Uh, great. I'm going to go put out round bells because I have work to do. So I hand him the lead rope, and I go out in the pasture with Chad. And I look up maybe about 
half an hour later and the trailer is pulling out and the people are pulling out. And I was like, oh, cool. They got him in. So I start walking up there and she's at the gate. And I was like, everything good? She's like, no, he doesn't load. We don't want him. We put him back in the stall. <laughs> blame the horse. Always blame what? the horse. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, he's shut down. And he is terrible, and we don't want him. We thought he was quiet, and this is, like, the quietest thoroughbred <laughs> that I think I've had. And, like, he got here, and I'm like, he walked, trots, canters, turns, stops, and steers. I'm like, how do you know how to do all that stuff? But he does, and he's four years old. So he's really good, really calm. And uh, they were like, yeah, he doesn't load. We don't want him. So I'm like, all right. Just Can I just done. say I'm glad that Wrangled the Gold didn't go to them? <laughs> Oh, that has been discussed repeatedly that we, he would have come back anyway because he would have sneezed sideways and they would have been like, oh, my God, there's nothing wrong with him. So this are, these are all just people because he's so quiet. They were like, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, look, nothing's wrong with him. He's just quiet. He's calm. He's he's easy. Like, that's why you're coming to see him, by the way. When they did test him out, the daughter rode him because she has a horse that runs away with her. That's super crazy, she says. And she wants something calm. And she comes out and she rides him. And she's like, he's too quiet. I don't, <laughs> he's too quiet. So what is the mom? Mom goes and puts her Western saddle on him, rides him around. Yeah, oh, he's great for me. Like, perfect. So you came to see a horse because you wanted one that was quiet. And now you get here and he's quiet. You don't want him. So anyway, the mom's going to adopt him. And the daughter's going to, I'm like, you have to help. Like your mom does not need a four-year-old thoroughbred unless you're helping your, you know, proclaimed trainer and all that stuff. Yes, we can fix them. We dead desensitize. We do all things to the things. And I'm like, great. So I had to call the rescue and I'm like, so she's like, how'd it go? I'm like, he's still in the barn. <laughs> they decided that uh, he wouldn't load into the two horse quarter horse trailer. <laughs> happily and he's shut down and they don't want him anymore and she's like are you kidding because now i'm at like four hours with these people and i'm so irritated that i'm going crazy and their cash was in the barn and nelda was she, she was like i'll send you a check you've wasted enough of her time and got her i <laughs> got them out of there anyway so i'm like okay well this horse loads so i'm going to go out and load him in my trailer and make a video of him loading properly Nope. I don't know what they did to that horse. I don't know. I, cause I wasn't there. I don't know what they did, but that horse would not go within 20 feet of my trailer. Would just wouldn't go. I ended up long lining him around the trailer yesterday, trying to get him comfortable with the trailer again. But I'm like, what did they do to you in the 30 minutes that I was gone? To damage his brain so much that he wouldn't even load in my trailer backed up to the arena. Like, it's just like walking into a stall. So I don't know what happened, but I've got some homework to do. And today we're going to do some more trailer loading. So if you follow me on my Fiverr Farm Facebook page, uh, you'll be able to see some more of uh, that hopefully how, today. How frustrating is it for you, the certified money rod instructor, which one of like four in the country? Um, how frustrating is for you when you see horses go to places you know that it's just it's going to undo everything you've done? I would say it's frustrating, but it's more heartbreaking. But 
what I try to do, these guys come to me so frazzled and sensitive and high and just like, you know, some of them are beat up and some of them are this. And my job is to prepare them for the future. So I hope that what I do can't be undone. And so far that's proven. But in a situation like this, I didn't have a whole lot of time with this horse because they adopted him and then they didn't want to pay me for training. So they just boarded him for a week. So I could have been working with him that whole week and teaching him things, riding him. And that's what's so frustrating to me is the fact that this horse just stood there and could have been doing something. And now when I talked to Nelda at the rescue, she was like, okay, well, um, I said, I'm going to keep him now. And she was like, I'm so sorry. You have to fix what they did. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the things I I feel like I I get a pretty good handle on before they leave. You know, like they all do pretty much all the things that they they walk, track, canter, stop, turn back up, stand cross tied. You can tack them up. You can hose them off. You can do all the things to them. And so hopefully I've got that to where nobody can screw it up. Unless you're a total jerk. Nelda probably has seen it all in her years at the rescue, hasn't she? Mm. And for the new mm. listeners, Nelda runs the rescue that Jamie does. Yes, yeah. Orson Hound. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because when these people were kind of kicking tires, I was like, I don't really feel good about this one. And that's when she was like, well, you be the judge. You get to decide whether the horse gets to go to them or not. Well, then I wouldn't have wanted it to go to the daughter. But the mom, I was like, that's actually a perfect thing. She's just going to walk around on him. That's all he really wants to do is just amble around. And I mean, he can go, but he doesn't need to. I'm like, this. okay, you can have him. And then to have this happen, I'm ju- it just is like so um, infuriating, I think. I was, I was very angry. And I wasn't upset. Upset would mean that I was somehow sad. No, I was angry. <laughs> and not much makes me angry. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I've been with you a long time. I, I, yeah. That doesn't happen very often. For either like, of us, actually. I'm sorry. Are you? What? And then to get the horse back out and to have him not load into my trailer, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what did they do to you? Was Chad hiding in the corner? He was, he was, <laughs> he came back up and he was like, so they got him in? I'm like. Nope. He's back in the barn. They decided because he's been with me through the drama of this girl saying he's too quiet. I need a quiet horse. He's too quiet. Blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Anyway, so now I've got to today. We are spending the day now that Chad's over spending the day trailer loading. Mm. So I'm sure Chad loves fun. doing that in his time off. Do you know how much he loves helping me train horses? Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do know how much he loves helping you train. Let's do you know zero. what, though? Um, the other day. This is the things you miss when you're not an auditor. In the post-auditor show, was it last week? I made you get Chad on and we talked. And did you see the reaction to having Chad on? They want him on on a regular basis in the post-show. Apparently, they love Chad in the post-show. They really enjoyed hearing him complain about Zeus. Yes. That was kind of the the general theme. He's careful not to complain about you directly. He does it through the horses. Yes. No, I know. I know. And the dogs. <laughs> and the dogs. Yes. Yeah. And any sort of living creature that's not me. But I, I feel it. It's There's a there's a bounce back effect. There's an underlying current there. The- <laughs> You're not tricking anybody. I was born, but not yesterday. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know what to so, say about the so, whole thing. <laughs> anyway, I've got I've got till Wednesday to get him trailer loading happily. He's easy to ride. And Wrangle the so Gold I'll, is now still available. So you can see Wrangle videos on Jamie's uh, Facebook page. Where do they find that? 
you can go to Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor. I mean, I just say like there's one video of him just like I just took him out, walk, trot, canter. Okay, cool. Like, no problem. You know, and, and what I look for is fear or tension or any spookiness or anything that I can exploit, you know, basically like, Oh, you're afraid of that. Cool. Let's go work near that, you know, or something like that. But the car is going, nothing bothered him. So uh, now I just got to spend the next couple of days trailer loading. So I talked to Monty and, and, uh, he's been helpful and he's like, well, you got to do the panels, but I can't do the panels. You put the panels behind him. I can't do all the by myself. So I've got to get some help. So that's where Chad comes in today. <laughs> Hi, honey. In the How ice. He's going to, he's going to love that. Cold. <laughs> Ice. That's a, we really like to go outside and help when it's icy and cold. That's, it's supposed to be nice today. <laughs> I had a chance last night to catch up to host of the breeding and sales episode here once a month. Now, she wasn't on this last month, uh, last week, actually, she was supposed to be on uh, because she was too busy showing her horses. And that's Kayla Benny. You all know her and love her. Well, I got to catch up and find out I put her on the other side of the mic and questioned her a little bit about her showing and how it's going with her horses. So let's take a listen. Well, you heard Kayla a little earlier in the show, and she is back. You know, you know her from the sales and breeding episode here on Horses in the Morning, but she didn't have one last week because she's been so darn busy showing her horses and really converting from eventing to becoming a star show jumper. Well, I don't know about star just yet, but um, but we're on our way. And yeah, no, the show season has been absolutely insane. You've been so, showing a lot. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. I like, I feel like I live at the World Equestrian Center and that's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> so well, It's funny because we go over there to eat and I'll text you and say, hey, we're going over to eat. Can you join us for lunch? And she's like, no, but I'll be riding right when you're there. So we get to see you a lot because apparently you ride over lunchtime. I've always, it always <laughs> seems to happen. By, and if I show both my horses, they always seem to show at the same time in the exact opposite sides of the venue. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And so it's like a 20 minute hack in between. So I have to like hop on one show, like throw tack on the other one, trot all the way across the venue and uh, go show my other one. But, you know, well, let's talk about how they've been doing. You have a horse named Doki. Tell us about Doki. So Doki is a self say He's about 18 hands. Yeah. And, and by the way, Kayla's about four foot nine. And uh, I am not. I am five three. Gosh. She, but you look four foot nine on that horse. I got to tell you, you look like a tiny little kid. I feel like, <laughs> like a child. Um, so and uh, he's doing fantastic. We did a couple future pre's, which are 135 to 140 uh, meters. By the and, way, that those jumps look big from the stands. Well, okay, so the jump from 135 to 140 actually is huge in the fact of when I walk the 135s, I'm still looking slightly down at the poles, and then the 140 are at eye level, and and that's also when I feel like I'm... So if anybody's wondering what 140 height is, it's 5'3". No, 5'3 would be the top of my head. It's like, you know, just under 5'. But um, (laughs) it's... It's uh, it's pretty cool, you know, to have developed this horse. I get Facebook uh, memories that pop up, and my uh, this time last year, the same horse Doki was doing his first one twenty five, and we just did a a future pre, which under the lights. So luckily, they 
the World Equestrian Center was able to, over the winter, host three times. They're doing the Future Pre under the lights to help the young horses get experience uh, jumping under lights and getting that nighttime atmosphere. And uh, so we got to do that twice, and we've done a 140 Classic, um, and then we're eyeballing potentially doing a a welcome, which is the uh, Thursday class before a Grand Prix. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's bigger than I ever thought I'd jump. Uh, you don't think about that when you're eventing that you, I mean, jumping over your head, maybe jumping solid jumps that are very large. Absolutely. But, uh, jumps that are over your head is just wild. So how's Doki been doing? He's been doing fantastic. I mean, he's, he's green to the level. So we have a couple rails here and there and, um, and I'm also green to the level, but it's, He's a pretty spectacular horse in the fact of he's green to the level, but he's giving me the confidence to jump these big jumps um, because he's just so cocky about it. He's like, I got this. And then if we make a mistake, he's like, well, that was your mistake. So don't do that. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you're right. That That's was the my French mistake. coming out. <laughs> I call him the French fry. So, yeah. um, and uh, and then I have my young horse, uh, Kensington, who just turned seven and he just started jumping the 125s. And uh, but it's all relative because I walk the 125s and I'm eyeballing some doing some 130s with him. And the jumps look massive when I walk with with the respect of like, oh, Kensington's coming and jumping in this class. And I think it's because I've had him. What's Kensington? He's um, he's a Dutch. He's KWPN. He's uh, he's very much smaller he's 163 um he's tiny so small um and uh he's just a goofball but i've had him since he was four so i've had him for a little bit longer and i've done everything on him from his first horse show up until now and so it's a little bit like the baby being released into the big kid world when we start jumping bigger and so i'm a little protective um and which actually is silly because Doki was the same exact way. I took him to his first couple shows when he got over here as a six-year-old. Um, he hadn't shown before, and I've done everything on him. So I, but he just gives you that air of cockiness, arrogance, a little bit. Like he knows his job, even though he doesn't. Um, which is just a great feeling. And they both, I mean, Doki loves to horse show. The weeks that we don't horse show, he protests. And is like, if you're not hacking me out or taking me to the horse show, I don't want it. So how often do you show? So, you know, let's say Doki, you know, during the season, how often will he show in a week? Um, in a week, we will do three classes. So we usually show Wednesday, Thursday, and then either Friday or Saturday, depending on what class I'm doing. Um, they might be a week where he only shows twice. Uh, it's just kind of also how he's feeling, if he's feeling a little tired, but maybe I need to do a warm-up class, um, which Doki thinks is beneath him. He doesn't need a warm-up class, but uh, I do. So Doki's so French. He's just <laughs> so French. Um, and so, um, and Kensington does the same. So anywhere between two and three classes a week. Um, and we usually, what we've been doing is two weeks on, one week off, um, or I'll do two weeks off a week on a week off and then two weeks on you know like we just kind of however the schedule goes um 
I try to make sure I'm doing the night classes, which are weeks three, seven and 11. So then I kind of base it around those. And there's 12 weeks at WEC. So um, what do you, how, how much work do they get? You know, obviously you show them pretty much on the weekends. Uh, so do they get some time off beginning of the week and then you start bringing them back again? Or do you ride them every day or how's that work? So I usually... Okay, typically in the jumper world, which I love this, is Mondays are off days um, unless you didn't get to a horse during the week. So usually they have Mondays off. I will ride them on Tuesday or for Doki because if he's not horse showing, he doesn't want it. I will lunge him um, in the there's these European like reins that kind of go over the withers through the front legs and hook to the bit. Um, and he loves it. And so I'll lunge him for 20 minutes and then he horse shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and then he'll have, he'll hack on Saturday. And if it's a, been a really hot week or he's jumped really hard, um, and we've done a couple of the jump offs, he'll have Sunday off as well. So he might have Sunday and Monday off or, um, or I'll lunge him. You know, I try to be light on the days he's not showing. And then the weeks that they have off, he does fitness work. So if he's not jumping, because I don't really jump those weeks, he does. I actually treat him like an event horse because he roars a little bit. So I want to make his lungs super strong. And um, he'll do trot sets. He'll do 10 minutes, three 10-minute trot sets um, one time during the week, usually at the beginning. And then at, towards the end, he'll do canter sets and he does anywhere from three, four minute canter sets to uh, three fives, depending on how I think he's feeling. Um, and like, so nothing, not super long, like not like a horse that's getting ready to go upper level eventing, but enough that he has to carry his wind um, and it gets his heart rate up. And so that when I do have to do an immediate jump off right after that, he kind of can catch his breath fairly quickly and be back on it and not run out of puff. So how about you? I mean, you, you were you died in true adventure and now you're kind of becoming a show jumper. How have, how's that transition been for you? Well, personally, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I thought maybe I would miss the cross country um, and every now and then I do and, but I can always go cross country schooling if I really absolutely want to. Um, and my horses, all of my horses have jumped cross country jumps. So like they cross train a little bit and you know, the, okay, I don't take them out all the time, but they, they've jumped a table. I have a picture of Doki jumping a training level table and, and over a ditch doing a coffin and stuff like that. Um, but but I really don't, I find the, the technicality of show jumping. And I mean, the, the fact that they know, they know every footfall, um, some riders count up to 12 steps because that's the difference between winning money and being completely out of the ribbons. Um, and just the accuracy and, I mean, jumping that big, it's a sensational feeling. Um, it's unlike anything I ever felt. And I competed up through intermediate level eventing. Um, and it's just, I think, amazing. Um, I think that the horses are really happy. Um, they don't have to dressage. I'm really happy because I don't miss the dressage. I mean, I do appreciate flat work, so don't get me wrong. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> 
maybe doing 20 meter circles in a 20 by 40 is not my most ideal thing. I don't uh, think I don't think you have to qualify that on this show. <laughs> yeah, Reese and uh, Philip might you want. Oh, I And actually, I've had dressage lessons with Reese, and I have loved my dressage lessons with her. So, like, she's amazing. Um, and I think that the sport is great. But for me, I love show jumping. And I love the fact that where I'm based now, because I moved down to Ocala full time, um, I am 10 minutes to the horse show from my house that I'm at. And ten minutes to the barn, so it's like a little triangle, and and the barn's ten and minutes. Fifteen to minutes to me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it, all the good things are very very accessible. But I love that we go to the horse show. I can be done within you know two hours, shown two horses, and be back and having ridden. I I mean I average riding between eight and ten horses a day. And that's with horse showing and in eventing, you would have to basically push the the horses that weren't, weren't showing would either get a day off or you had to find someone to ride them because you were away all day. Um, so I think it's a very efficient use of the day and I'm all about efficiency. Um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about World Equestrian Center because obviously you're intimate with that now. Um, at, you know, as, as a competitor, how have you found it's been? I, Absolutely. It's, it's unreal. It's unlike anything that I think anybody has experienced. I've actually had some European friends come over and they've been to big, huge venues like Aachen and, uh, places over all over Europe. And they're like, this is unlike anything we have ever experienced. You know, the hospitality, the staff is amazing. Um, they're all really nice. Um, I mean, it's kind of like Disneyland, but in a way that like you want to stay, you're not tired and want to go home at the end of the day. Um, but they're constantly always cleaning up all the manure. Like I, I can't imagine the amount of staff that ac- they actually have because you just you never see poo. As soon as poo <laughs> is is done, it's scooped up and it's gone. Um, and, you know, the the footing thing, looks footing immaculate all the time. Oh, my God. Well, they and I will say a lot of show jumping venues will always harrow and water the rings and they make sure. But like the footing here is just it's the top of the top, Um, you know, for the amount of horses that are jumped on it daily. It's always feels fresh. Um, And and I I just there's not enough good things to say about it. Um, I think that. It's just unreal. Like to jump behind that with the hotel behind it. I mean, it's like a postcard. It is. Um, it really is, actually. <laughs> when you're sitting there watching you jump, too, it's like a postcard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple announcements this week from the World Equestrian Center since we had we had Vinny, who is the big boss over there. Um, we had him on last week, but there's, and you know, he was hinting at something, and then it came out the next day that they're building a second World Equestrian Center hotel. This is going to be a 400 larger suite like a room hotel for the people who come in and stay for the season, basically. Um, and it includes an 80,000 square foot restaurant complex. Now, keep in mind, everybody, that they already have seven restaurants on the property. So I don't know what they're going to put in an 80,000 square foot restaurant complex, but. Apparently, the food's even going to get better. Well, the food at the Yellow Pony is like 
my favorite spot. I haven't been there yet. It's one restaurant we haven't been to. It's the pretzel. Okay, so they have this soft pretzel, and I swear (laughs) to God, you would think, okay, it's a pretzel. No, it's delicious, and it's the size of like two of my heads. All right, we got to have a soft pretzel (laughs) together. That's that's sold. We're gonna do that. So, do you know where the hotel's going? By the way, okay, no. Um, but there's two spots that it could go because there's construction happening everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) Um, but we were contemplating, there's a spot up right up front that's kind of leveling. And my husband was like, oh, well, there's a lot of water lines and plumbing going in. And like, those look like that's where restrooms are going to be and stuff like that. So I honestly think that it's going to be like, you know, when you drive in the main entrance, there's a big spot to the left. I think it's going to be there. Well, that would make sense. Um, And I know they're putting more shopping on, on the other side um, where there's construction. That's all a big shopping complex. And they already have tons of shopping too. Well, and then the other thing I wanted to ask you about this a little bit, it was announced that (laughs) the battle finally was concluded um, and that uh, they're going to, the USEF, we've talked about this on this show, and we've talked about it certainly on uh, on the Plaidcast here in the Horse Radio Network, and we've had this conversation back and forth, uh, that the USEF basically was in a battle with the World Equestrian Center about giving them any dates uh, to have officially sanctioned uh, competition, and apparently it was announced that their, their agreement has been reached, so the lawyers, I guess, battled it out. And beginning in March 2022, uh, they're going to be having some USEF competitions, but I don't think they start till June, right? Yeah, so I think it's the summer series, which was all NSBA NSBA last year, um, which I came down and did the summer series and then actually just never left. Now, they're jumping in the summer. Do they do that outside or inside? So all (laughs) of the level stuff is inside, which is absolutely lovely. Um, Because it's all climate controlled. It's it's air conditioned. So it's hot here. (laughs) Which 75 degrees feels so cold when you're outside and you walk in. Like I had to. But it's 95 and humid. Yes, it does. (laughs) I had to carry a light sweater when I went in because I was like, I'm so cold. (laughs) Like Florida has made me soft. But the the bigger classes are still outside. so anything I think like 110 and up they they have outside um and then all the hunters and the like 0.90 and below for the jumpers are inside the but honestly it was no hotter down here jumping in that than being up in the mid-Atlantic so I mean obviously if you're up in Connecticut and places like that it's absolutely lovely and desirable but the mid-Atlantic down, I think it's just hot and humid and sticky. Um, and the the barns, though, are all climate controlled. So it's nice to be in there. And the fans are high powered. And, and they have fans and shade around, like, the warm-up rings and stuff like that. So um, it really wasn't bad. And I think people came down last summer. And I, I know of a lot of people that have come down for the summer, went back and then came down for the winter. And they're like, we're just not leaving. Cause why would you go around bouncing around? Like even from here, you can still get to try on, you can still drive to Kentucky. Um, there's so many options. And uh, so I'm looking forward to 
the Yousef dates. I'm not looking forward to maybe, you know. Well, there's a, you know, it's been interesting, the reaction, because, uh, you know, obviously everybody was upset. Nobody knew what the NSBA was, by the way, that stands for National Snaffle Pit Association. You know, there were a lot of people on the English side didn't even know what it was, and they were going to be running the shows when the USCF, you know, when the battle was going on. And it turns out everybody loves the NSBA. <laughs> so. No, so easy to work with. And um, it's, I don't, un, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's cheaper. Like, let's just put it out on the table. Like, well, it that is, was a lot of the people that were commenting. Is like, now I'm going to have to pay a higher rate. Do yeah. a horse show. It's yeah. it's cheaper. Um, it's easier to communicate with what needs to be done. Um, and like, just like you know, if you're showing someone else's horse and stuff like that, like it's just easier to navigate. Um, Yousef kind of makes it difficult sometimes. Um, I mean. I'm sure if you're an extremely organized person, which I haven't really met a horse person that is extremely organized, um, I'm sure navigating any anything in life is is easy if you're organized. Um, but I I like that my show bills are a little bit cheaper, and I'm not looking forward to that. But there's also perks of you know, points and qualifying for certain things. Like you need a, a certain amount of points to be qualified for Devon, um, which is up in Pennsylvania and, you know, stuff like that. So that will be exciting for people to be able to, to compete at this world-class venue and get the points they need to go compete at championships around the United States. So, all right, cool. Well, you know, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. And, you know, uh, she'll be back. She's not, she's not left <laughs> us yet. She's been kind of busy showing horses down here. It is the high season. So, yeah. um, I'll be back. I think, I think we're going to do some, maybe something in March and I have an exciting annou- announcement then too. So, oh, good. It'd be great. Yes. Thank you. Let's get a pretzel. Yes. Let's do it. Is your horse showing signs of nervousness, inflammation, pain, or digestive issues? If so, American Harvest Products might be the solution you need. This Montana-based company helps develop the highest quality hemp products and offers a line specifically for horses, including CBD oil, premium hemp extract, and equine hemp-derived pellets. American Harvest's natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated, produced from natural hemp, and the pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits look for the full line of american harvest products at your local equine shop any hubbard dealer or online at store.altech.com and every month american harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you the loyal horse radio network listeners one lucky winner is going to receive a free 90-day supply of american harvest equine products check out today's show notes for details on how to enter it's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Let me start out by saying if you have an equestrian problem, it qualifies as a first world problem. That is the world we are living in right now. Um, so... On Sunday nights, Monday morning, Glenn or I put up a post on the Horse Radio Network Auditor's Facebook page asking to you to, you know, share and release what your first world problem is to all of us who understand what they are. And uh, it's mainly for auditors. So, Glenn, if, if people want to be involved in the whole first world problem 
thing, what do they do? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the otter banner in the upper right-hand corner of the page. I think we got a bit. It's more of a segment. It's the segment. Uh, let's start with Katie. Katie says... You still have some of your radio days left. I do. I don't <laughs> want to do bits. This is a segment. We do this weekly. Um, Katie says, I have my riding horse, a Clydesdale named Mark, which is... Awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Except for I had it ex-boyfriend named Mark. I'd have to change it to like Marcus <laughs> uh, in training right now. And it's going to be in the fifties and sixties this week. And I am so pouty. That means I'm going to have to drive 45 minutes one way to ride him, which I will. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. Oh, I'm sorry. My trainer horses in with a trainer. I used to drive 40. I used to drive an hour when I lived in Atlanta to go to my horse to see him. And I would go five times a week. Well, hour one way without traffic. You can, you can go two miles in Atlanta and it takes an hour. <laughs> so that's true. Like, that's true. That's perfectly timed. <laughs> Christina says, I finally decided to get a big girl job with benefits that starts next week. But the weather is supposed to be so nice that I'll be looking out my office window and wondering, is it too early to give my two weeks notice? <laughs> Welcome to the next 30 years of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Madison says, I got to go down to Ocala this weekend and the weather was perfect and I'm so motivated to ride and I came home and it's raining. Uh. (laughs) Anna says, I was supposed to go. This is true. First world problem. I was supposed to go shopping at Dover. She doesn't really talk like that, but it sounds like that to me in my head when I read things like this. I was supposed to go shopping at Dover last Friday since it was right next door to the concert venue where we had tickets, but I spent too much time riding my horse, so shopping would have made me late for the concert. (laughs) So many places to be. Who did she see? Did she say? Uh, she did, but you'd have to look on the post. I didn't put that in. Okay. I should have known you were going to. It was some classic rock band. Uh, Margaret says, "Getting, <laughs> I'm getting back into the dating world after a long hiatus, and boy, have things changed. I'm trying to figure out when is the best time to mention that I'm a horse girl because I don't want to expose my crazy too soon. No, do it too soon. You'll save yourself a lot of time in the end. <laughs> Just tell them the first date, and if they run out screaming, one, they're smart. Uh, but yeah, tell him too soon, because otherwise you're going to do four or five dates, then you're going to tell him, then he's going to run out screaming, and you've wasted four or five dates. All you've gotten is some free food. So there is that. Say, there's no but, wasting on dates if he's paying. Well, yeah, but you, you, that gets old after a while, doesn't it? When you have to do it mm. over and over and over again, and they keep running out screaming. I don't know, dude. I was so poor. I would take it. <laughs> I'd, let's go. <laughs> I guess there it depends go. on what point you are in your life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are you like a single mom with like two kids? Yeah, it's a waste. <laughs> Let them know. However, oh, by the way, she went to see Journey and a, a Journey and Boston cover band. She says that the Anna who went to the concert. Oh, okay. I looked it up while we were talking. Um, Kristen says, I got some amazing new breeches with like sexy vented panels. But it's too cold to wear them. (laughs) Fashion. I mean, it's all about the fashion. My mama used to say, Jamie, beauty hurts. (laughs) Beauty hurts. (laughs) Jamie used to say, that's why I don't go there. (laughs) That's why we don't practice that. (laughs) That's why we don't Um, do that in the horse world. (laughs) Beauty hurts. My mom seriously said that to me. Seriously. You were not the girl she wanted. I also was told by my grandmother, who I love dearly, repeatedly, every time I would take a bite of food, moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. 
like it's a wonder. Wonder I'm able. Jennifer's to eat mom was to chew it a thousand times before you swallow the person. And I'm not one of those. I'm a fast eater, so I used to get that a lot, even when I yeah, you're when a I was an adult. <laughs> Sarah says I have these super warm gloves, but they're like 20 years old, and they don't have the finger ends that let you use your phone. So I have to take one off to take a picture of my horse in the snow. <laughs> you have a scissors. You could solve that problem. Yeah, but then your finger's cold. <laughs> um, Laura says my new tall boots came. By the way, what brand in. are they that lasted 20 years? We need to know that. Oh, let me see if I, she pushed it. I can't see in the picture. No, they're just, they look like 80s ski gloves. Like the, the three <laughs> colors. Um, Laura says, my new tall boots finally came in, but I haven't ridden in, ridden in them yet because it's going to hurt. <laughs> it will. I promise you it will. Just Especially in the winter. I'm walking oh. in the house. <laughs> yeah, you got to break those in someplace warm. You can't take those outside. That's going to yep. make it doubly bad. Kathleen says, I bought a harness because it was like a really good price, but now I need a horse to fill it. <laughs> Nothing by, like buying the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not only says, that, she's got to get the right size. Uh, you got to buy the, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, can I try my harness on yeah. your horse before I look at it to buy? Thank I you. need a 15.3 to 16 hand. I and got an inch there. it needs to be there. 67 centimeters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, by the way, you got to worry about length too. There's that. So oh. Claire says, we're considering putting in a jacuzzi tub as we prepare to remodel our master bath. But I don't know if I want to deal with the extra cleaning. I got to tell you, I'm going to chipe in on this. We have one in our master bath. I, we have used it maybe once in the eight years we've lived here. Well, that's a you problem because I love the hell out of mine. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just never take the time to sit in the damn thing. I get some wine. I light a candle. Yeah, you, but you're I trying to hide from music. the family. You have kids. So I think and that I makes underwater. a difference. <laughs> I think that makes And Chad's like, we have the hot tub outside now. Now we don't need the jacuzzi tub. And I'm like, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> because it's not cold out there. It's not cold in here. Um, <laughs> I think. Do you think that's what people with kids, parents with kids use theirs more? There's times, twice now, Chad's been like, okay, you need to go take a bath. <laughs> 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 Summer says, I need to clean all of my tack, but if I did that, I couldn't ride because the weather's too perfect to spend time in the barn cleaning. Girl, I know. I need to do that, too. And it was too cold this past week. Uh, Maggie says, my granddaughter has to choose between 4-H camp or Germantown charity horse show. I don't know what either one of those are, but they sound, Go to the horse sound show. fun for a teenage girl. Um, Kara says every year for my birthday, I go horse camping with my friends and my mother-in-law just told us she's getting married that weekend. So I guess I'm not horse camping. Listen, my dad got married to the second or third wife when on Rolex weekend and you, I literally stood in the wedding photos with dark sunglasses on <laughs> Okay, um, let's not go down that lane. By the way, <laughs> shocker, that one didn't last. Um, <laughs> Melanie says, we recently bought a house with all the renovations and uh, we recently bought a house and with all the renovations and packing, I barely have time to see my horse. I, get, I, I can appreciate what she's going through right now. <laughs> Do you guys, have you moved your horses yet? No, we're, uh, we're actually moving our, the movers are arriving for our stuff on the 14th and we're moving the horses on the 13th. So she you. has been, Scooter's been in heaven though, because uh, he's always been, he, for the last couple of years, he's been separated from Nigel because he can't have the grass. And 
we still have a little grass here in the wintertime, but not much. And this year has been a hard winter, so the grass is pretty dead. So he's been getting to go out and play with Nigel every day. And is he tormenting him? <clears throat> yes, uh, Scooter does torment. But, uh, you know, he's been able to eat little niblets of grass and weeds, which he thinks is the most wonderful thing in the world. And then you guys make fun of him because he's too fat. But oh, my God. That picture you posted, he <laughs> I thought it was a mare about to fall. Like, he did look like he ate him. a small animal. But, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, they're going at the new place. They're going to have a paddock that's separated in half with a gate in the middle so they can be separated or together. So we're, we're getting them back together again. And, and Scooter's going to love the new place, actually, because it's a boarding stable. So there's lots of activity and he loves activity. So I think he'll be happier there than he is here, actually. Good. Kimberly says, and I have like two left. Kimberly says, my horse had his Cairo appointment on Friday. So the beautiful weekend weather was spent hand walking. And for the record, I don't have a chiropractor. <sighs> All the time when my vet comes out, she does Cairo acupuncture. And I'm like, can you just stick a needle in me, please? Somewhere. <laughs> just, just do it. I don't care. I don't care where. Just stick it. I, I just line up my back. I don't care. All right. Finally, Carrie says this is her best first world problem ever. Carrie says, I think that my dream horse that I'm importing from Ireland is about to arrive, but I'm going to be in the Virgin Islands on a trip then. <laughs> a work trip, she said. It is a she wins trip. the award for the best equestrian first world you problem. You win this week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I do think we should start doing awards. I think that that one. That one wins. The inaugural <laughs> first world problem award. My imported Irish horse is in Guinea while I'm out of the country on the islands. Uh, I either love you, Carrie, or I hate you. I can't decide. <laughs> And on that note, uh, there you go. That's it. Your equestrian first world problems. We are uh, dark tomorrow. We we do have a show lined up that's going to start in April. Actually, it was supposed to start tomorrow, uh, but because I got sick, it didn't start. So uh, it's going to start in April. So actually, all the Tuesdays and Thursdays are filled again. So, but tomorrow we're going to be dark. Wednesday, Jamie and I will be back, and then Thursday is the sidelines episode, and uh, Friday Friday we'll be here hopefully. If all things go well, we were both sick on last Friday, so we didn't get to give away the prizes. We'll give away the prizes for really bad ads on now, Friday. Now, you're taking antibiotics, and so am I. So we both are on the mend. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Let's hope. I'm thinking positive for that I might feel good for the first time in I thought you months. were going to make fun of the antibiotics when you messaged me. Oh, yeah. She, said, <laughs> she, I'm taking antibiotics for people. <laughs> what are you taking, Jamie? Listen, <laughs> antibiotics are antibiotics, Glenn. That is true. They sell matter. them. At, you go pick up your horse antibiotics at the pharmacy. So <laughs> you do. Yeah. So a little uh, dosage of SMZs isn't going to hurt anybody. It saved me money from going to the doctor. Well, so, and actually, if you weren't taking them, you probably wouldn't be here doing the show today. So exactly, so. there's a positive everywhere. <laughs> He gave me double dose on mine, and uh, let me tell you, whew, double dose of antibiotics. It'll cure so anything. That's, that's two SMZs for those. This is one, per, one pill per 100 pounds, and I, I probably need one and a third, you know, or a half, <laughs> but I'm going to stick with one and pretend I'm 100 pounds. <laughs> that guessing game you play. <laughs> And like, you're the tip. It's so funny because when I when you got your text over the weekend, I showed it to Jennifer. She just laughed. <laughs> 
so like you. All right, everybody. I'm not alone. Okay. Auditors, okay. hang on. We're going to do a post show. I feel like we should go on the Horses in the Morning Auditors Facebook page and ask what you've ever eaten that belonged to your horse or swallowed. Oh, yeah. Let's do that for Let's do that today and we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right sounds good. Spade Neuter Geld, everybody. 